And I could very clearly feel like someone had sat down on the bed next to me. My one sister, Teresa, come literally floating down the stairs. She never touched those stairs coming down. One night we went downstairs, we heard a bang like something had fallen. Several doors in the kitchen cabinets were open, like wide open. But there's very distinct audio on one of the uh, videos that says, open the door. It's a very nasty, demonic sounding voice. So that is my ghost story. Hi, and welcome to Haunted AF, the podcast of real ghost stories told by real people. We are your hosts. I'm Julie Fisk. And I'm Rebecca Black. And again, welcome to any new listener who is coming over from the Kelly Clarkson show or from any of the interviews that we did over the week of Halloween. And we didn't even really get to talk about the whole Kelly Clarkson thing that much, did we? No, I know. And I'm like, like, there's just so much to unpack with that. (laughs) Yeah. Go to hauntedaf.com if you didn't get to see the video. They actually sent those comments costumes to us. Yes! You are the one who killed it with the hair and makeup, though. Well, thank you very much. The picture of you, like, on the TV screen did not do your outfit justice because you had this amazing cape. Yeah, that cape was fantastic. Can okay. I just borrow it for the weekend? Absolutely! <laughs> the only problem is that it drags the ground, which is part of what yeah. has this kind of smoky effect, but it's hard mm-hmm. to wear it anywhere because it's just going to collect lint balls all through the bottom of that thing. But I'll post pictures of both of our costumes and a link to the video. We had a little write-up and a local newspaper here. So it was just really, really cool. So that's all going to be at hauntedaf.com. Now coming up in just a little bit, we talked to Dave Schrader last week from the Holzer Files and he was Mm -hmm. amazing. We only had a chance to use, I think, three or four minutes of that interview in our Halloween episode. So pulled a little bit more of that. We're going to check that out in a little bit. And Rebecca found this adorable Texas ghost hunter, Becky Vickers. If you listen to the Halloween episode, you heard one of her stories, but we've got more from Becky coming up. And don't forget to follow all our social media pages. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok even. And yeah, we post stuff every single day. So definitely want to check that out. And can I say one more thing about Kelly Clarkson and how amazing and wonderful she was? Yeah. How is it that I got stuck telling like the dirty 16 year old (laughs) sex ghost story (laughs) during a family friendly daytime show? I don't know. Hey, it doesn't matter. We were on the Kelly Clarkson show. Exactly. We need to remind everybody to send their stories to hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com. One thing I didn't know until last year, evidently in the UK, it's a tradition to tell ghost stories around Christmas, around the holidays. Really? Yes. And so, well, when you think about like a Christmas carol um, and the three ghosts, we need some good scary stories for the holidays. We need to bring this tradition back. So again, hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com. Send us written, recorded. We take audio and video couple of the rules that we do need everybody to follow. The stories need to be tangible. We get lots of stories about people sensing things or I got really sick. It needs to be an experience like you're touched, something you see, something you smell, and it's even better if somebody's there experiencing it with you. And please don't write your story down and then read it to us because you can really tell. It's like you're standing in front of the classroom going... Doing a presentation. Right. My Summer Vacation by Rebecca Black. Just tell (laughs) us the story like you're out drinking with your friends. And again, that's hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com. So last week we talked to Dave Schrader from the Holzer Files and we were blessed with this like 20 minute long interview with him and we just didn't have time to use all of it. So here's another story that he told that I really wanted everybody to hear. We had a really interesting story that came to us. This guy said, here's a story for you. Explain this to me. My grandparents built this house by hand in a, what used 
to be a cornfield. It was not Native American burial grounds. Nobody was murdered there. There's no reason for this house to be haunted. But one day my grandmother was sitting there watching Jeopardy and in walked these three shadowy figures that stop in front of her, look at her, and then ran out of the room. I said, okay. And he goes, you know, all of a sudden now my grandmother's house is haunted. Where do these spirits come from? And he goes, you know, and then what's really strange is years later, after my grandmother had passed away, my two friends and I walked in and we saw my grandmother sitting in the chair. So her spirit was haunting this place. I said, what did you guys do? He goes, we ran the hell out of the room. And I said, isn't that interesting? Isn't that exactly what your grandmother witnessed? Three shadows walk in, stand in front of her, see her, and then run out of the room. (sighs) You were haunting your grandma. She was haunting you. Yeah. So were we looking through time and space in that veil we saw for one brief instant, that area? And I think that might be part of what we really do experience in the supernatural. And maybe that's something to to go with because it's not necessarily something to be scared of. It's not something coming to get you. You're just witnessing something fantastic. Right. Okay, we need to go out and get beers with Dave Schrader. No kidding. First of all, sexy voice. Hello. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, what a freaking great story. Yeah, that man is amazing. I just want to sit around a campfire with him and hear all the stories that he's heard over the 20 plus years that mm-hmm. he's been doing Darkness Radio and now the Holzer Files. Oh, and by the way, we do have the entire Dave Schrader interview on our Patreon page. Go to patreon.com, look for Haunted AF. It's only five bucks a month. So our next story comes from Colby. He says, hi, I'm a huge fan of the podcast. I found you two through Talk is Jericho and I've been hooked ever since. When I was around 20 years old, one of my closest friends, and at the time, the lead singer of my band, sadly took his own life. We used to visit the graveyard where he was buried quite a bit. And because we were weird 20-year-old punks, we tended to visit at night. This story, however, takes place in the neighborhood directly beside that graveyard. We had just left his gravesite, and we were cruising around the neighborhood around 3 in the morning, and we stopped between two houses so my friend driving could put in some eye drops. (laughs) Hmm. Why do you think he needed eye drops? (laughs) I don't know. Oh, interesting. Colby goes on to say, while we were stopped, I saw the house right beside us had their garage door open and the ladder to their attic was down in the middle of it. I thought it was weird, but not too worried until I saw a child that looked maybe nine or 10, what appeared to be an old school uniform. For some reason, I felt a wave of pure terror wash over me. Then the kids started walking directly towards us to the car. I can't explain how terrified I felt. I'm 6'2 and a professional wrestler. I've seen a lot, but nothing has scared me like this kid as he came walking towards our car. I started freaking out and yelling at my friend to drive, but he was almost arm's length away when we sped off. The curious part of this whole story was the kid seemed to have pure black eyes. I thought I was crazy until years later, I read about the black eyed kid phenomenon. To this day, that is the most terrified I have ever been. Love the show. Keep it up, Colby. Okay, I can't believe we have Black Eyed Kid stories two shows in a row like this. I just got a request. Recently, somebody was like, hey, do more Black Eyed Kid stories. And I'm like, well, I would. We just don't get that many. Ooh, so crazy. Right? Okay, bring it on. HauntedAFpodcast at gmail.com. You heard the, the marching orders there. All right, so this next one comes from Sarah. Hey, ladies. My name's Sarah. Um, just found the podcast about a week or so ago. I've been listening pretty much nonstop at work since then and I'm just absolutely loving the podcast. A little bit of background on me. I grew up here in Garland, Texas, so I was super stoked to find out that y'all are local too, especially hearing all the stories about the places that are local that are haunted. So anyways, here's my first ghost story. About 20 years ago, I was taking my friend home in Midlothian, Texas. 
It was late at night, and I was driving down this two-lane creepy road out in the middle of nowhere to get to his house. And it winds around this huge wooded area, which has now been totally torn down and turned into a housing development. But at the time, it was nothing but woods. And that's where his mother lived, was across the street from these creepy, creepy woods. And it's, again, late at night. I come around the curve in the road, And out of the right side of the road, I see a bright blue, glowing, full-bodied apparition come out of the woods and cross the street directly in front of me. It walked across the road, got to the other side, and disappeared. The whole time I'm seeing this, I'm smacking my friend who had fallen asleep, trying to wake him up. I'm blinking my eyes, you know, rubbing my eyes, you know, hoping this thing is not real, but it doesn't disappear. It's about six feet tall or so, shaped like a person, but I could see through it, and it moved like a person, very deliberate, and as soon as it got to the other side of the road, it just disappeared. So I'm freaking out. I pull into my friend's driveway, get him out of the car, you know, after explaining to him what I just saw. I turned around and got the hell out of there as fast as I possibly could, and I refused to go back to that house after that. I just did not want to see what I saw again. So, yeah, that was my first experience with a full-bodied apparition. Hopefully it will be my only experience with a full-bodied apparition, but hope you enjoyed that little story. Thanks. We'll be right back. Bloody FM presents Hometown Ghost Stories, a paranormal podcast that investigates a new town every week, bringing you all the hauntings, from haunted houses to castles, bridges to asylums, wandering spirits to demons. Over 100 episodes covering different towns all over the world. Tune in to Hometown Ghost Stories live on YouTube every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern or on any podcast platform and find out if your hometown is haunted. Bye. Oh, my God. Thank you, Sarah. And that actually sounds a little like the story that we got from Ryan Rodriguez this week. He said, last November, my friend Justin and I were working a little late. So it's dark outside. The leaves are blowing. It's kind of spooky, but otherwise a pretty clear night. Anyway, we deliver furniture and we were on our way to our very last stop. As we were driving, I reached down to grab my phone. And when I did, I looked up and saw someone or something in the road in front of us in the headlights, just standing there facing the left side of the road. It was the upper torso of a human, no bottom half, no legs, nothing, just standing there in the middle of the road. And we drove right through it. <laughs> Ooh. Okay, he goes on to say it was like it had a substance, but it didn't have a substance, if that makes sense. No. When we hit it, yeah. (laughs) It's like it was real, but it wasn't real. Right. When we hit it, it was like a short gust of wind that hit the truck. No, it was not a windy night, but I wondered if we actually hit something, someone, somehow, and my mind just blocked it out. But there was no loud impact, no bump in the road, no nothing. We for sure did not hit anyone. So I said, what the F is that? And Dustin looks at me with a panic in his eyes and says, hey, you saw it too? I'm like, hell yeah, I saw it. And then I got all excited. 
because the more I thought of it, the more I couldn't explain it rationally. And this was the absolute first time I'd ever seen a ghost. I was running out of ways to debunk it in my head. So our final conclusion was, in fact, that it was an apparition. Well, and Ryan said that on one of their last jobs that day, someone had come out and said, hey, we got this old rocking horse that nobody wants. Do you guys want to take it? And the guy who was in the truck with him was like, yeah, I'll take it. So Ryan started blaming his friend saying it was your haunted rocking horse that caused Ooh. this apparition in the road. <laughs> I'm like, that might be a little bit of a stretch. It could be, but now I'm kind of wondering, like, what happened to the rocky horse? Did he keep it or? Well, he kept it and I guess some weird stuff started happening at the house. So they just gave it away and then everything was fine. So <laughs> I love it. I love that we like to give away the stuff that creeps us out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't tell anybody. Just leave right, it somewhere. Yeah. All right. So this next story comes from Jamie. Hi, this is Jamie from Liverpool in England. I'm big fan of the show. It's really helping during lockdown, giving me something else to listen to. Feel a lot safer listening to this podcast in the day as well. Um, so this is my dad's story. Um, so my dad worked away from home and he was staying at a lodging house um, where he'd finish work, he'd go to the pub, have a few drinks with his mates and then come back home. That was his typical day. My dad is very outgoing. We'll talk to absolutely anybody about anything. So he comes in the front door after an evening at the pub and um, he sees that the television's clearly on but there's no lights on in the living room which is like sort of communal area for the guests staying at the lodging house and he sees someone sat on the couch and he's like hiya mate you okay nothing no response at all and so my daddy's like mm, maybe he didn't hear me so he just rephrases it he says oh yeah you okay you've had a good evening what what you watching no response at all and so my dad a little bit miffed really at um, sort of rude no response so he just retires to bed for the evening he comes back downstairs in the morning and um, he said I'm sure you said I was the only guest staying here and uh, the lady that runs a lodging house she was like yeah yeah you're, you're the only one in at the moment it's pretty quiet so we only really get people in where at the nearby plants he's like oh it's just I came in from the pub last night it must have been about half past 11 there was a gentleman with a red and black jumper sat on the couch watching the television I tried to make conversation with him but there was absolutely no response at all and then um, another lady that had come in from um, into the breakfast room from the kitchen she's like did you say red and black jumper and he was like yeah yeah um, he didn't speak to me and he went oh oh that's John that's the ghost so that's uh, one of my dad's classic ghost stories. Hope you enjoyed it. Thank you, Jamie. And please keep sending stories because I could listen to you talk all day long. By the way, his story reminds me of like when I go to Walmart and the cashier refuses to talk to me. <laughs> No offense against Walmart. I love it, but there's always that one employee that's like, I'm not going to even acknowledge that you exist. <laughs> oh, and you're like the nicest person in the world. <laughs> like, I just see like you. I'll say hello, and they just like, they don't see me. <laughs> you're like, look at me. Come on. I'm the best customer you're going to have all day long. You love me. I dare you. Come on, smile. <laughs> okay, so this next story comes from Doreen. She says, hi, ladies. I love listening to Haunted AF whilst I work on some of my various knitting projects, <laughs> which I know makes me sound ancient but what can I say? I have mad grandma skills uh, with a Z. Oh, how cute. We moved into our current house in December of 2001, literally
literally the day we moved in, we had horrible Santa Ana winds and lost power for the night. Maybe an omen? Mm -hmm. We had been in the house for about five months when the first incidents that we couldn't explain started up. I was playing tennis when I got a call from my husband. He was weirded out because he had taken the day off to work around the house and decided to open up a hole in the wall to see if it could be used as a storage area. So he gets up on the ladder and he opens up this spot in the drywall. As he pokes his head in and is looking around, he hears someone talking in the garage. So he pulls his head out and he sees that the garage TV has been turned on. So he backs down the ladder and grabs the remote and turns it off, but it turns back on every time he goes back to look into the space. He kept having problems with the TV turning on randomly until he finally shouted at it to cut it out. I'm sorry. That's like from here on out when you're having a ghost problem, please just yell at it. Just cut it out. That seems to work. Around the same time, I started hearing someone walking around the house at night, especially on the landing right outside our room. My husband was traveling at this point, so I would get up to check, but ultimately find nothing. At first, it freaked me out, but eventually I got over it since it was only walking around, not doing anything scary. When my daughter was about 15, I delicately broached the subject of, have you ever had anything weird happen in this house? She told me that she had been seeing faces in her windows, heard someone walking around above her, and had something that she called the Mona Lisa that would stand in the hall outside of her room. What? Yeah. She also woke up to find her nightstand in the middle of her room with her laptop still on it and still plugged in. She started calling whatever it was Dennis. I'm not sure why, but the name stuck and he doesn't seem to mind. I told him that if he wants us to call him something else, he needs to write it in the dust on the piano or something. (laughs) No. Why wouldn't you invite it? (laughs) I know. She says, my daughter and I have both seen him exactly once. Me and a reflection in the window like he was standing in the kitchen behind me. She saw him walk into the kitchen one day out of the corner of her eye. Friends and family think we're crazy, but he enjoys proving them wrong. One night we had friends over and we were eating in the backyard when the talk turned to Dennis. Then the outdoor globe lights that I have strung over the patio went out. Not all of the lights, just the strings above our table. I asked him to turn them back on, and he did. So they all freaked out. (laughs) So there you have Dennis, our friendly house ghost. If anything new or noteworthy happens, I'll be sure to let you know from Doreen. Oh, I like Dennis. I know. She sent us a whole bunch of pictures of, uh, not not of Dennis, just of her house and her dogs. Her daughter's got a rat and... (laughs) I mean, <laughs> she's got a whole thing happening I other know. than Dennis. <laughs> she sent the email and I was like, oh my gosh, five photos. This is going to be great. And it's like, here's the skeleton we have out in front of our house. <laughs> Which is fine. Yes. Send us all of those photos. So last week, Rebecca introduced us to the lovely Becky Vickers. How did you meet Becky again? So actually, Becky is one of my best friends, aunt, and she is all full blown into the ghost hunting thing. And she ended up taking uh, to uh, the Yorktown Memorial Hospital, which is outside of San Antonio. And that is where I met the lovely Becky Vickers, who is on the phone with us right now. Hi, Becky. Hey, y'all. Oh, my gosh. You're Texas. Hey, y'all. I know. So cute, right? I knew you would love her accent. So that is she actually, precious. She actually took me on my very first ghost hunt. And she's got a million stories because she does this stuff for a living. And it was so fun having Rebecca. I'm just going to say it's so fun taking people. People that's never been before. Oh, yeah, because she's like <laughs> giggling and talking real loud. <laughs> it's hard to be too scared when somebody's going, Oh my God, y'all. <laughs> Uh, so, Becky, we, he- we heard you have a whole bunch of stories to tell us. Yes. I guess we'll start with the Londoner. I don't think it's called that anymore. Yes, it's, it's the Celts in downtown McKinney. So, the owner of the Londoner had reached out and asked if we would come and do an investigation because they were having glasses fly off the bar, shadows and door slamming and all of this 
stuff. Well, the local TV got wind of this and wanted to do a Halloween special. And they're going to follow us around as we're doing our investigation. So anyway, we're upstairs. And you know me, um, I'm thinking this is my big break to Hollywood, man. I'm going to Hollywood. We got the local TV channel. (laughs) It's happening. It's happening. Okay, so we're all messing around, and the camera crews are starting to get really cranky because they have all of these big fancy equipment that are just draining. Like they replace the batteries, bam, they're drained in five minutes. Oh. And you guys know in the paranormal, that is something pulling energy, trying to show itself. It's so not uncommon to have all your stuff just crash. Yeah. So anyway, I'm trying to be the good team member. I said, look, I'll go get the new battery packs your cameras because they're ticky. So uh, I'm trying to, to help them. So in the second floor, there are these old bar stools butted up against the bar. And again, y'all, no one's here. It's about two o'clock in the morning. It's after the bar closed. But I walk by the bar stools to the other end. And there's probably, I'm going to guesstimate 10 or 12 bar stools, not one or two. There's at least 10 or 12. I walk past them to the table that they had their battery packs on. I pick them up and I turn them around. Every single bar stool was sitting upright on the bar. Oh, yeah. fantastic. <laughs> Every <laughs> single one. <laughs> it's impossible. It had to happen within, I'm going to guess, 30 seconds. Oh. It wasn't not like turned upside down. They're sitting upright on the damn bar. And, and you're mm. sure they weren't already there when you walked by. Right. A hundred thousand percent. Well, at least it's a helpful poltergeist. <laughs> Right? There's plenty of room to sweep and stuff now. Right, right. They got to mop under that stuff. The manager said even when they do mop the floors, they never set the bar stools like that. Yeah, because that's kind of nasty. Yeah. I wasn't cool about it. I was trying to be cool, but I'm screaming, (laughs) window, 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 window. (laughs) And of course, it's going to happen when the cameras aren't there. Of course. Exactly. Okay, tell us another one, Becky. I got to hear more. Okay, my scariest is in Mineral Springs, Illinois. At an old butcher block place where they would um, cut up pigs and hang them. Oh. No. Oh. I know. No. I know. I already don't like it. I know. This is not good. <laughs> it's called Mineral Springs Hotel. It's in Alton, Illinois. And every summer I go up to a ghost hunt up there. It's a, a big ghost conference. Oh, my God. It's one of the creepiest. You know, just thinking about it is scaring the crap out of me. You're already freaked out. I love it. So at one time was a very nice hotel. And long story short, the hotel just kind of withered away. And then it became a meat packing factory, like slaughterhouse. Yeah. And we went to do an investigation there. A girlfriend of mine, Michelle, she and I went down by ourselves, and it's like eight stories high. We walked down eight flights of stairs to get to this place. Oh, I'm getting off just thinking about it. So it has big metal doors because they would have to keep all of the pigs cold. Yeah. From the ceiling. So the owner takes us down there and just leaves us. He said, I'm going back upstairs. I see how it is. Drop you off and then dig. Yeah. yeah, it's like, what a jerk. <laughs> so it's a huge concrete floor with concrete walls and the hook little things. No, 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 no. So we're walking through. It's darker than dark. There are no windows. And we get to the center of the room and we're noticing all the, the freaking hooks everywhere. And it still had a lingering odor. Oh. Like, 
I don't even know what it smelled like. It smelled like death. Dead pigs. Yeah. So he had propped one of the metal doors open so we could see how to get back to the staircase. Mm -hmm. For whatever reason, the door slammed shut on us. So now we're in the slaughterhouse by ourselves. We're freaking out. Mm -hmm. Michelle starts getting EVPs that, honest to God, are pigs. Squealing pig. He's recording it and we're playing it back and we're going, Oh my god, that's pig that's pig grunting and squealing and oh my god, what do we do? You guys can hear call up Mineral Springs Hotel Mm -hmm. and you can hear some of the stuff and there's photos of that Dagum basement slaughter place. Tell everybody what that uh website is. is. Yes. Yeah. Okay, it's BexGhostHunters.com. And they look for what was the name of the place again? Mineral Springs Hotel. Are you still doing investigations right now? Yes. (laughs) All the time. She does a lot at Goatman's Bridge, which we've had stories on the show about that. It's a scary place at night. What's your next investigation plan? Actually, we're doing a fun thing next month. Beaver's Bend, Broken Bow. Oh, We are doing an event with the park rangers. We're going to do the whole campfire. They're going to sit around and tell us ghost stories that really, truly happen. They're in their woods where there's bodies buried that nobody knows about. Oh, my God. Yeah. 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 And not just like intense, like sleeping in tents. Yeah. Sorry, that was a bad dad joke. So wait, will you call? Can we check back in with you after this? Because this sounds amazing. Oh, yes. Rebecca, thank you for introducing us to Becky. Oh, no problem. And give us the story. Give us the email or the uh, blog address again. Okay. B-E-C-K-S-X-GhostCenters.com. And you girls are always welcome to come along. Oh, we'd love to. We would love to. Absolutely. All right, guys. Don't forget to send us your stories, please. HauntedAFPodcast at gmail.com. Again, HauntedAFPodcast at gmail.com. We always need more. And we want some really, really good holiday stories. If you've got a, you know, Krampus or a haunted Santa lying around, please send it our way. HauntedAFPodcast at gmail.com. Coming up next week, we have a woman whose high school sweetheart still hangs around even after he was killed in Vietnam and a return of the dead pet of the week because we have gotten multiple requests for your screamo dead pet of the week theme song. Why? (laughs) I don't know, but it's all coming up. I just want to listen to that torture. (laughs) We'll need to do like a trigger warning before we play it just in case. But that's all coming up on the next Haunted AF. All right, guys, don't forget to subscribe to iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, whatever your platform is that you love listening to. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Reddit, or you can chat with us directly on our brand new website, hauntedaf.com. Got to say thanks to Andrew Mamaliga for our theme song and to On Air Media for titles and technical support. And of course, we got to thank you, the listeners. Thanks for listening. By the way, Julie, if I die first, I'm coming back to haunt you. Oh, I'll come back to haunt you too, Rebecca. Aww.